Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah.
I'll say the, the unsung hero first. The Philadelphia Phillies are primed to go to the World Series. Um, they are taking care of business up against the San Diego Padres. They're catching a lot of people by surprise, the way that this storm is brewing in the National League. Uh, especially for me, I didn't think that would be the team out of the National League East to make this much of a storm uh, in the postseason. The Mets and the Braves both fall, and they're the ones still going, and I think they're clearly going to take care of business within the National League as they are up to a 3-1 lead within the NLCS. Um, Again, like I said, I'm calling them the unsung hero, but it's like I should say that whole team is like that, like, you don't know who's going to step up and have a good play or at bat. And Schwarber has been the monster, and he's been here before while he was in Chicago. So now that he's doing his job in the middle of Philadelphia, I think that's something that he's probably lifting them, giving them inspiration. Like, I've been here. Like, let's get this done. I don't think he's one of those boastful type of guys that's coming up there and, you know, showing off his ring or whatever. So, and, and Philly's actually buying into it right now. And this is an interesting storm, a way that, both of these uh, leagues are approaching each other, the National League and American League, because, one, you have the Phillies playing this type of baseball and knocking off everybody in front of them, chowing down the, the Cardinals and taking care of business right now up against the Padres, too. And you know, I didn't think that the Dodgers wouldn't be here. The Dodgers are out of here, too, and um, looking like they got the National League handled. Um, going into a storm up against the American League, too, and, and the way the American League is seeing this thing fit, um, there's a story that I want to say the horizon or the nation looks at, and then I personally want to look at whether – I'm going to just say personal. I don't even want to say analytically. But personally, they have to prove to everybody that they can do it without cheating. Everybody's saying that the scandal, so on and so forth, and them knocking off the Yankees. Well, now they're ahead. Clearly, no debate, up 3 nothing and with a shutout um, in this ALCS. And the personal situation I have attached to it is Dusty Baker. Like, Dusty Baker's always been good enough to get these teams to the pinnacle, to a World Series, and then they fall flat on him. They'll lose. So this is a situation where he can try and get one and bring it back to Texas, and this will be one of the more uplifting situations because a lot of people are against the Astros because of what happened or what they were able to find on his Astro team years back. And now they are back in the postseason, back at the same scene of the crime where they fell short and everything's clicking the right way. And for them to go into the Bronx, because I'm going to be honest, for City, I didn't think that this was a team that could go into the Bronx while the atmosphere would be in play. Uh, it was 50 degrees last night during the game, so it's cold. I thought that them being from Texas, this could be somewhat of a, a help for the Yankees. They went into Yankee Stadium and kept that building quiet, and that's the mystique of the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. They try to get the crowd involved and, you know, build off of that aura, they could not get into that game at all. And and just to see the way that they're doing it, no matter who's up there, from Garrett Cole pitching uh, to judge at the plate, stand at the plate, no, they're not even getting good at bats. And, I mean, personally, I'm still attached to my personal situation with Josh Donaldson leaving the Twins and, and how he left. And he was like, you know, blowing a lot of smoke upon leaving. They had a great start, and for the Yankees to fall apart this bad at the finish line, it's like, what what's going on, and what do they need to tie up moving forward? Um, this is an incredible situation. The Yankees have to win. Their backs are against the wall, and I don't think they can do it. I really think they'll win game four. I think the Yankees will win game four. I don't think they get swept. I, I mean, I, it, the way that they're playing, it looks like they'll get swept, but I think they'll stay face and lose in Texas. Texas will celebrate down there in Texas and get ready for a World Series. But if the Yankees get swept, 
there are a lot of questions that need to be answered outside of just if they bring back Judge. I think Judge is the big question. How do they entice or uh, entertain his contract talk? But their rotation, their pitching, that, that's something that they need to worry about right now. And defense is an issue uh, all around the diamond. All around the diamond defensively is their issue. They always can get up to the plate and get hits. Uh, they're a home run team at, at best. Um, but if they're trying to play small ball, you can beat the Yankees. The only team they beat up on is the Minnesota Twins. I don't understand how they the Twins can't figure it out, but the rest of the league can't. Um, okay, so I do have Mike here. So, Mike, welcome to the bunch. How are you feeling this morning? What's up, TP, man? I'm always feeling good when I get to uh, sit down and chop it up at the brunch with you, man. Listen to your uh, commentary on the baseball postseason. Just happy to join in with you, brother. How are you? Okay, so we we have an hour, so let me know uh, where you want to go to on National League and American League. So I'll let you go National League first, and we could tie this up in American League afterwards. Okay, so National League, like this Phillies team is just hot. We we talked about this before. It's not always the best team that wins in October. Sometimes the hottest team. Listen, Bryce Harper has been very good. Uh, the supporting cast. Is is chiming into JT Muto, his first chance in October, uh, playing well. Schwarber, this team is just is just hot right now. And now you have your two best pitchers lined up uh, to pitch the next two games. Uh, you know, listen, this this Phillies team, you know, obviously hasn't been back to the World Series since 2009, but the stage is definitely set uh, for them to go back there again this year. And like I said, man, this team just got hot. They they dispatched the Cardinals in two games, uh, swept them. They spanked the Braves in four. The Braves had one game that they pitched well and played well. And they really got the better part of the Padres. Even last night, man, Philly starter didn't pitch well. Falter came in, got rocked, and the Phillies just bounced right back, cut the lead in half in the first inning with a two-run home run from uh, Hoskins and a, uh, and a double – and a extra base hit RBI from uh, Bryce Harper got right back in the game and their bats are just hot, man. The Padres don't have enough pitching to sound those bats. And I was wrong. I, the Padres have a deep bullpen and I thought they would have enough, uh, but they're not, they're not going to pull three games off uh, in a row in this series. It's Philly's going back, man. And then as far as the American league, I got a, a couple things on the Yankees, but real quick with the, uh, Astros, one of the cool things it's, that I've seen in this series is it's been some of the unsung guys. It's been Chaz McCormick, who was split time in center field and couldn't get the everyday job, that's had a big series. I told you yesterday I thought that Javier pitching would be good for the Astros. I didn't think the Yankees were catching much of a break at all by avoiding Lance McCullers, who is a bulldog on the mound, who I expect to pitch well today. Astros are going to win that series in New York, whether it be tonight or tomorrow. They're not going back to Houston except to get ready for the World Series. The Yankees would have to win the next two uh, for Houston to, to clinch that thing in Texas and for the Yankees to have to take that flight uh, back down south. But they might as well stay comfortable in the Bronx or, you know, wherever they want to go in the offseason or whatever because uh, Houston's going back down to Texas alone to get ready to host whoever comes uh, out of the National League, which is probably going to be the Phillies. And then you mentioned that Yankees team. Yeah, they got to get this. Uh, they got to figure out the pitching. Uh, Nestor Cortez going tonight. He had a really good year. Uh, they got to see if at some point they can get Severino right. 
but they traded away some of their pitching right before the deadline, and that's kind of come back to bite them. But, I mean, honestly, it don't matter what kind of pitching you got, really, if you can't score. This team got shut out last night. Cole didn't really pitch that bad, but this team got shut out last night. They can't string together hits. As you said, they have to make a decision on Aaron Judge. And who knows, man, like, this team is feast or famine. They're home run or strikeout. It, it makes you wonder if there are at least some people in the Yankees' office going with the amount of money that we could pay Judge. Maybe we could bring two or three guys in to try to help this lineup and give us some more contact hitters throughout. I don't know. I don't know what the fix is for this Yankees team. But it's interesting because you look at both of these teams on different trajectories. The Yankees are going to be disappointed disappointed if they lose. It's going to kind of seem like a failure considering the hot start they got off to. The Padres, if they lose, they still encourage going into next year, right? They slayed the Dodgers, the big brother, uh, in the first round. They won their wild card series. They beat two 100-win uh, teams in order to get here. And so they were one of the last two teams standing. And then next year, you're going to have Soto for a full year. You should have Tatis back. Uh, these postseason games count towards his suspension. So I think he would be back uh, close to the end of April, uh, May or next of next year. So we'll see. But the Padres are going to be feeling very optimistic going into next year, whereas the Yankees are going to be extremely disappointed. So how do you feel about the situation where Houston is actually – in this precedent situation where uh, America is like they thought they were cheating, well, they have findings, and they're getting here, getting back to the same scene of the crime where they lost last year, and going up against a a crazy foe in the Phillies where they, they're playing with a ton of house money at this point in time. How do you see this panning out if this does go down that way? Well, I, I mean, listen, I think I've said this about every Phillies opponent that they've played with the exception of the Cardinals. You know, if you look on paper, I feel like Houston is a more talented team up and down just because they have ridiculous pitching depth, right? You got at least two starters that pitch well during the regular season that are coming out of the bullpen to supplement what was already a good bullpen, right? So, I mean, I feel like on paper – Houston wins, but we know that games aren't played on paper. They're played inside TV sets. So we'll see uh, We'll see what happens. I mean, these Philly bats are hot. Um, I mean, if, if I were going to bet it, I would still put money on uh, – I would still probably put money on Houston. But, man, you just can't underestimate a, a really hot team. It, you know, it, it's funny because one of the things you mentioned when you mentioned the 2017 uh, thing – one of the guys that came under the most scrutiny uh, during that was Jose Altuve, right? And uh, I don't know what he did last night, but I know uh, leading up to last night, this guy, the leadoff hitter, the igniter of that uh, offense, was 0 for 23 in the postseason, hadn't even gotten on base yet. And this team still hasn't lost a game uh, in the playoffs so far. So, uh, this Houston team is deep, talented across the board, and they can even beat you with the guys at the bottom of that lineup. So it's going to be a tough matchup. But, I, listen, the Phillies, uh, like you said, playing with house money, they're going to play loose and free. And uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola will definitely be formidable uh, pitching opponents in game one and game two or, you know, however they end up stacking it up in the World Series. So 
I, I listen, they're, they're definitely going to be a challenge. And, you know, nobody really thought the Braves were going to beat the Astros last year. Uh, the Phillies could do it. I, I just think eventually that bullpen is going to tell off on them. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But you mentioned Dusty Baker, man. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Or always a groom, never a groom. Uh, he's been there several times. Dusty Baker is one of the good guys in baseball who's done it for a long time. To me, that is the one reason why uh, I could get, I could be okay with the Astros winning the World Series this year. So I could see Dusty finally get his ring. And it's always him in a tough scenario, like when he was with San Francisco, it's the Barry Bonds run, and Barry's going recklessly crazy at the plate, and San Francisco all fell asleep. The whole team fell asleep except Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was the only one still hidden, but the team fell asleep. The Angels ended up winning the, the uh, championship. And then uh, now while he's with Houston, they fell apart last season. And, um, you know, right now it could be a perfect scenario for him to get one, but the Phillies are hot at the right time. So it's like his poison has always been in the cup, and if he sips it or not is the question. So hopefully Houston could get out of their way. Okay, so I'm going to get past this because we got a lot to get into, and I only have 45 minutes, 44 minutes to go. So we are in the top 25 of the college football scheme of things, and it's pretty interesting, but we will start with how Ohio State took care of business up against Iowa, 54-10. to 10. Iowa, I do not believe in you. I don't care how good you may look in your division in the Big Ten. This is a slacking, and um, it's always going to look like that until they get to, like, a Big Ten championship and lose big in the Big Ten championship. If they can play well throughout the season and show that they could beat one of the creme de la cremes in the Big Ten, it's always going to be them going 8-4, and 9-3, or 10-2, and two and get to the championship and lose. So, but this game tells me a lot. Ohio State is always going to dominate that conference, maybe get a scare from Michigan, maybe get a scare from Michigan State, but the Big Ten is always going to be theirs. Um, moving right along, Tennessee takes care of business up against UT Martin, 65-24. Clemson gets a big scare from Syracuse. They win this matchup 27-21 to in Clemson, in which DJ was benched. And Clemson was able to pull this out while they benched DJ. DJ was actually losing the game at that point in time. Alabama wins their matchup against Mississippi State, 30 to six. Ole Miss is upset big in Baton Rouge while LSU Baton Rouge Tigers get this, 45 to 20. TCU wins their matchup against Kansas State, 38 to 28. Oregon wins in blowout form up against UCLA 45-30. I feel like that score doesn't even dictate how the game went. The game was – this could have got out of hand if Oregon wanted to. Oklahoma State wins their matchup against Texas 41-34. Texas uh, was up in this game. Oklahoma State fought their way back and beat them by a score. Wake Forest wins their matchup big up against Boston College 43-15. to Penn State clean beats Minnesota 45-17. to Cincinnati wins their matchup up against SMU 29-27 on the road. And to round out the top 25, Tulane beats Memphis 38-28 in Louisiana. Um, Mike, are there any games that you would like to cover top 25 before we get away from this? Yeah, so a couple things. That Oklahoma State game, it was a really weird game in that uh, the Oklahoma State quarterback threw for right at 400 yards. And Quinn Ewers for uh, Texas was 19 out of 49, and they were still within a score in that game. That was a, a very strange football game. 
Clemson has turned back all the challengers in the ACC. Uh, Ulya Gouvier was uh, benched, as you said yesterday. Uh, said he's going to come back next week. Dabo said he's his quarterback. What Clemson has shown me is they're probably going to finish the season undefeated. But the other thing that they've showed me is they are probably not ready to play with the top teams in the country. They keep escaping by the skin of their teeth uh, in all these games. And I don't think that uh, Clemson's answer is, uh, you know, Kansas State pulled that game out. I'm sorry, TCU pulled that game out over Kansas State. Uh, Martinez, the Nebraska transfer, who's been so good at quarterback for them, uh, went down in this game, and that probably hurt them. Uh, you know, like you said, not a good day for uh, not a good day for UCLA. It was 38-16 when uh, Oregon kind of pulled their starters, and so it, you know it, the score made the game look a little closer than it really was. And listen, man, uh, I said going into the year, I said that Brian Kelly would probably lose a game that he should win. He listen, he checked that box the first game of the season. And then I said he should probably he'll probably win a game that a lot of people don't think he will win also. And listen, this was his signature win. Ole Miss coming in, uh, tops in the country and rushing the ball, averaged three yards a carry. LSU said we're going to take away the running game. We're going to make uh, Jackson Dart beat us. And in the first quarter, he was money. He was nine out of ten on his first nine out of his first ten throws. He hit him. Um, but LSU was able to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback and put pressure. They got down 17-3, to outscored them 42-3 to the rest of the way to win that thing, 45-20. to uh, LSU got stops in the second half. LSU ran the ball better. And every time they got the ball, man, they just kept putting together long drives. I feel like Jaden Daniels, we saw progress even in the Tennessee game as lopsided as that score was. But I think Jaden Daniels is finally starting to trust the reads and trust his offense and throw the ball down the field to receivers. Uh, you add that with his ability to move around and his, uh, you know, ability to make plays with his legs as well. Uh, he is a true dual threat quarterback and is going to have another year there to continue to settle into this offense. So this is a good game for uh, this is a good game for LSU. I mean, now listen, they got the bye and they got Alabama coming off the bye, so. It's going to be a real litmus test. But, you know, I said eight, nine wins. I would be pretty happy with them, uh, with where they had to go. So, good win for them. And, hey, man, I, I, before we get away from this, I just got to point out how about Tulane ranked for the first time in, in years. So, uh, nice to see them uh, representing the state of Louisiana. Yeah, I didn't think Tulane was going to be down for too long, but it was a lot of, you know, seasons where – they were just getting beaten bad, and you could count that as a loss and, and seeing how Vegas would have spreads so big now, you got to give them some consideration for them to be able to fight back and get into things uh, within the conference that they're in, and especially being 25. I think they'll definitely move up with the losses that happened up the board within the top 25. Uh, speaking on a personal situation with Miami, they are bad. Uh, I want to hear more about Tyler Van Dyke's injury. Uh, they sacked him. It was a sack fumble. Uh, he fell on his shoulder. The way that he fell on his shoulder, it looks like one of those shoulder collarbone injuries. It could be – I'm hoping it's a sprain, but I, I've seen Stafford take two falls like that when he was in Detroit, and it was a broken collarbone. And he walked straight off the field, like, bracing his, you know, arm and, you know, holding on to his elbow to try to keep it in place. So that's pretty much scary. I'm hoping Jake Garcia can put it together. But um, Mario Cristobal was giving this team and promised to turn this thing around. 
Mario Cristobal looks worse than Manny Diaz, and I'm not a big Manny Diaz fan by no means. And um, it doesn't look like it's going to get better. Um, I know that it's going to take him time to, like, try to implement his system and get the players that he wants, but this is bad. I don't, I don't like what I see, and this is something that I was actually concerned about before him getting there to Miami. This is incredible that they're losing games to Duke. They're losing games to Middle Tennessee State. These are games that Miami is noted to win. This is not Hurricanes football. This is not the team that he played for when they won national championships. This I don't know what Cristobal is up to. Um, I don't know why Miami won't dig for a coach. They went and got him because he was the easy hire because he's a Miami guy. He played for Miami as well and uh, to get him down to South Beach. But they're they're bad, and I don't even like admitting that Miami's bad at this point in time, especially losing games like this and the fact that they're losing it. Even the Texas A&M loss where Texas A&M was not only injured, they actually got people ejected due to targeting, and you still couldn't even move the ball. Um, both of your quarterbacks look befuddled. I don't think anybody's used to the system that he's implementing, whether it's the guy throwing the ball or the only thing that's successful is if Parrish gets space, Henry Parrish is able to carry the ball well. So, But I'm I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not thrilled with what Crystal Ball is right now. I, like me, I, my hire was to try to get Ray Lewis up there and get – at Reed there because the defense needs help and that defense can't stop anybody. That's an issue that they need to tackle. They 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 can't tackle. The the Miami Hurricanes can't tackle and they need guys like you know a Ray or Ed to give them a swift kick so they can start playing ball. They they don't have that. Ed Reed is up there like a uh, player personnel guy. No, he needs to be involved. Like you got him doing the wrong role. So we will see. But I'm frustrated. I I doubt that they make a bowl game. I doubt Miami makes a bowl game. This is how bad I think they are. Those are at least two losses that they've suffered that they should have won that take away from at least them getting six wins on the season. This is this is still within reach for them to get six wins, but I'm I'm not buying this by any means. Okay, so we have hey, over thirty. Yes. Hey, can I get one more thing in there? I just, you mentioned a team that I wanted to that I wanted to hit real real fast. Uh, Twenty seconds. Uh, Texas A&M dropped another game last night to uh, South Carolina in the SEC. I've been telling people for for years, and I'm just going to underscore it one more time. Jimbo's not that guy. Well, we see how he'll turn it around uh, by the part, the end of the season. Hopefully they are bowl eligible. I think they will probably get that done, but we will see how Jimbo turns it around. Like a lot of people, I still respect him because he got the national championship down there while he was in Tallahassee. Um, again, I don't think he has the quarterback that he wants, but they still you still have to worry about Texas A&M on a, a week by week basis, especially if they're in college station too. So I get it; they're not performing at this point in time, but you know everybody's going to try to play Texas A&M and Jimbo. They're toughest. They, they're one of those teams that you can't overlook. Okay, so we have a fair amount of time to get into everything that we can for the slate of games for this Sunday. Uh, the call-in number is 929-477-2759. Um, for City, I, I got to tell you, I am at the edge of my seat because there is literally a, a whole get-together party for me and, and my family, and, it, and, it, and this is crazy. Um, okay, so we're going to set this thing off as, as best as I can. Uh, for the the game throughout this week seven, um, in which the 
not too well. What is a fair amount? There's four teams on a bye. The Bills have a bye. The Rams have a bye. The Vikings have a bye, and the Eagles have a bye. All of the hottest teams in the league, except the Rams. The Rams aren't really hot, uh, but Rams at least the Bills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the Bills, the Vikings, and the Eagles are at least the hottest teams out of the four that are on a bye. So the first game I have. The Falcons are going into Cincinnati up against the Bengals. The Bengals are favored by six and a half in Ohio. Who do you like in this matchup and why, Mike? Listen, I like I, I like the Bengals, man. Like, I I just think this team started a little bit slow. Um, they they got behind because of some mistakes last week, but they kept pushing and getting back, and they won on the road at New Orleans. Uh, I'm I'm impressed with the fight that I'm seeing from this Falcons team uh, this year, but I just think that uh, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow have a little bit, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all those guys, a little bit too much uh, for Atlanta. So I like Cincinnati at home. I like Cincinnati too, but I think Atlanta covers. I think this is going to be closer than what Vegas is up to. That hook is scary. Uh, I think a lot of people think Cincinnati can win that by touchdown. The Falcons have no way to get this done, uh, especially with Mariota being a mobile quarterback. Like, he's still able to move the chains and having difference makers in that, that scheme, especially Cordero Patterson, and, and if he's effective in his game, I think this keeps Atlanta in the game. I still think the Bengals win this game, but I think Atlanta covers. Uh, the next matchup I have are the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Tennessee Titans. This takes place in Nashville. The Titans are favored by two and a half. This is a closely slated game by Vegas. Mike, who do you like in this matchup and why? So, have these teams played once already this year? I don't think so. I don't think they've met yet. I'm going to actually have to look at the schedule. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure. I will tell you that at the beginning of this year, I said that I like the Colts to win the division. Uh, This Colts offense looks to have found another gear over the last couple weeks. Uh, If Derrick Henry gets going, then the Titans are hard to stop. But at the end of the day, I still trust Matt Ryan a little more than I trust Ryan Tannehill. So I'm going to say the Colts win this game on the road. I don't feel extremely confident about it, but I'm going to go with the Colts today against the Titans. They did play earlier this season. The Colts lost uh, in Indy. The Titans won this 24 to 17. This was October 2nd. That's what I thought. I thought they had seen each other once. So yeah, they, I, so they I think did the Colts did get a split. I am going to actually take the Colts. I think the Colts win this game, too. I'm going with the Colts to win this. Um, Tannehill is going to have to prove that he can win this game, uh, especially with the core that they have. Uh, they got to get that defense off of Derrick Henry. They can load up the box if they want to. I, I need Tannehill to start proving that he could be a quarterback, like not just to assume the position and, and play the role. No, you have to be able to win these games like you did last year. While the, the horses were around you, they got rid of them horses for some odd reason. I don't know why, but you have to prove that you earned that $100-plus million check. The next matchup we have are the Green Bay Packers going into D.C. up against the Commanders. The Packers are favored by four. I will go first on this. This is scary. I'm going to go with the Packers, right? But I'm going to say this right now, Sports City. I will not be shocked. If the commanders pull off the shock of the day, this game is too close for the commanders to be in this type of situation with the Packers, and the Packers are on a two-game losing streak. They are on a losing streak. They can't afford to lose three in a row. I mean, within the division, I mean, 
No, they can't because Minnesota's flying. They, they can't afford to lose three games in a row. They can't. They can't. And, and knowing that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has always tested this situation and always come out on top in these certain situations, I, I just don't I, – if I was the Packers, I wouldn't want to be in a scenario. So I think the Packers win, but I would not be surprised if the commanders shocked them. If they do win this, I may come up with a surprise show out of nowhere. Stay tuned, Sports City. I will come back to you on this one. Mike, who do you like in this matchup, Packers or Commanders in the Metro? I like the Packers, but I only like the Packers because I feel like this is they're the they're the less bad of two football teams right now. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz going out. I, at least you know Heineke, Heineken, whatever you want to call it, has uh, has played for this team before. But I just don't know that Washington has enough offensively to win this game. I'm not impressed with what I'm seeing with Green Bay and those receivers either being able to get uh, – they're just not getting separation downfield and not able to really execute. But uh, Green Bay does have some running backs that will be tough to stop. Uh, I, I just I, The Packers find a way to win. But like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes the other way. I don't feel extremely confident about it. Okay, the next matchup I have is my game of the day. The Detroit Lions are going into Dallas up against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by seven. I I think the Cowboys do win this game, but I think the Lions can make this interesting. If it comes down to the fourth quarter, it's a close game. I think the Lions can win this game. But with this score, uh, the spread being at seven, I feel like Vegas is clearly giving the edge to the Cowboys, and I feel like the Cowboys are in a dangerous situation with Dak coming back off of injury and them having that loss last week up against Philadelphia. I think that their revenge is set to try to get this thing rolling while the quarterback went down with injury so many weeks ago. Uh, it's hard for me to admit that I think the Cowboys should win this game, but the Lions have to come up with stops. If that defense can't get a stop, this is going to be an old-fashioned, old-western shootout, and I'm, I'm tired of seeing any type of game. So, Aaron Glenn, I think your job is on the line. Prove it to me that you hold on to this job. I'm going against my grain. I'm going to the Cowboys. Who, who do you like in this matchup, Mike? Uh, the Lions or Dallas? In Dallas, the Cowboys are favored by a touchdown. I like the Cowboys in this game, uh, but the big question to me with the Cowboys is they have shown the formula once they lost their quarterback of how they need to win. They need to use that running game to set up the pass, uh, to make for some wider windows to throw the ball and that kind of stuff. Uh, now that you got your star quarterback back, now uh, Kellen Moore, show me that you can actually uh, take the pulse of a, of your team and of a football game, and and that you don't you know get up in that press box and start playing Madden again and just trying to throw the ball all over the yard. Um, I think the Cowboys can and should win this game if they play right. But if they start, if they try to have Dak drop back and throw the ball 40, 50 times and you try to match pass for pass with the Lions, it could be, uh, it could get real interesting real quick. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Okay, the next matchup I have uh, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into Carolina. Um, The Bucs are favored by 13. I'm going to say the Bucks. Clearly, I want to do this fun. I, I, really, I, I really feel like the Bucks are going to win the game. I think they cover the 13. Them not covering the spread and losing to Pittsburgh has me questioning everything that's going on in Tampa. They have a lot of their guns there, but Carolina's going to have to do this while they got rid of Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey in the same week. 
I, I just don't understand what Carolina's up to. They are literally letting me know that they are tanking. They got rid of their coach. They got rid of their stars. I, I don't know what Carolina's up to doing right now. I, I got to go with Tampa Bay, but I'm doing it with the spread. I think Tampa Bay wins this by blowout in Charlotte. In Charlotte, I'm going with it. Mike, how do you feel about this game? I agree with you. I think that uh, Tampa's mad after last week. But this is not – even though the Steelers have only won two games, the Steelers still have clearly more talent on that team than what Carolina has, as you say, giving up their their guys. To me, they're going to – they're they're trying to get in the Bryce Young sweepstakes, right? Like they're trying to get a new coach, new quarterback, and see what they can completely build uh, from the ground up. They got a little bit of talent on the defensive side of the ball and a few pieces, but I they they just don't have enough to play with Tampa today. Uh, I I I I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'd be shocked if Carolina makes this a game. I don't care who's quarterback and Baker, Donald. PJ, I, I don't care who it is. They they lost too much. Um, the coaches don't even have it together. They're fighting with the players. That's how Anderson ended up. He, that's why he left. They got into an argument on the sideline. It, it's a disarray. I, I don't know what the Panthers are up to. Uh, the next matchup we have are the Giants on the road up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a very interesting game, people. Jacksonville favored by three at home. I'll go first on this one. I think Jacksonville shocks the Giants. The Giants are hot as hell. Uh, five and one on the season. The Jaguars are two and four, coming up with some shocking wins themselves, especially going into Los Angeles to knock off the Chargers. Um, the Giants may have it in them to pull this off. I think they can, but uh, there's just something about the mystique of the Jaguars this year that they, I think they could shock the Giants. How do you feel about this game going, Mike? Who do you like, Giants or Jaguars in Jacksonville? I think Jacksonville started hot. They got the tie with the Colts, and then you know you you go in and you beat. You beat the Chargers convincingly. Uh, the Chargers did not look good in that game. Uh, but I feel like they've kind of started coming back down to earth. Now, Matt Ryan had to pull off some crazy plays late to beat them. But somehow, this this <laughs> Giants offense, held together by duct tape and silly putty, is finding a way to get it done. And I'm going to say they do it again today. I think they go into Jacksonville and win today. And we have to hear Villain uh, yelling about them being 6-1. and one. Uh, come Tuesday and Wednesday. That is the truth. Oh, my goodness, he's not lying. Uh, the next matchup we have are the Cleveland Browns going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Old Browns going up against the new Browns. Division rivalry, the game that everybody in Ohio does not like Art Modell for. God rest his soul, even though a lot of people in Ohio feel differently. You got to see how they treat him even after death. Mike, your thoughts on this game? Who do you like? the Browns in Ohio or the Browns in Maryland? I like the the old Browns with the new name. Uh, quote the Raven, nevermore. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the Browns just don't have enough yet. They don't have the quarterback play. They, uh, you know, maybe we get Deshaun Watson back later in the year. It might be a different, a different story. But uh, right now I'm just not seeing enough. Uh, out of the Browns to believe, you know, they got they got absolutely blasted a week ago. And I understand, like, each week is different. But I, I like the Ravens today. I think Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, they, they both these teams are coming off a loss. Uh, and I think that Baltimore is the team that bounces back this week. 
I agree with you. I'm going with the Ravens, especially the way that they lost. The way that they lost to the Giants, Lamar looked bad in that play where he threw the ball away. Um, and, and the disarray of them fumbling and everything. Baltimore has to get this thing rolling back in the right direction, even though the Browns need to get in the win column. Um, this is very edgy because the Browns, if they win, they go to three and four, and this pushes the Ravens to three and four. Um, if the Ravens win, they're back in cruise control and being four and three, and this doesn't make the AFC North look as messy as it does at this point in time. This is a very interesting division at this point in time, in which if the Browns win, let, let's just say it like this. If the Browns win, the Ravens lose. They're three and four, three and four. If the Falcons shock the Bengals, everybody's three and four in the division except the Steelers. The Steelers will be the only team that are not three and four at this point in time. Unless we, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Hold on. This could be interesting. Okay. The next matchup we have are the New York Jets going into Colorado to play the Denver Broncos, in which Russell Wilson is out. The Jets are favored by one and a half in Colorado. Mike, who do you like in this matchup, the Jets or the Broncos? I cannot believe that I'm about to say this. Um, but with Britt Rippon starting at quarterback and with what I've seen from this Denver offense and what I've seen over the last few weeks from uh, the Jets, I think the New York Jets go across country and go into mile high and knock off the Broncos today. I, I don't know why you'd be so shocked about that. The Broncos are playing, like, miserably. So I, I'm actually with you. I, I feel like the Jets have it. I, I think the Jets can pull this off and knock off the Broncos. The Broncos don't have any cohesiveness. They're already talking about getting rid of Jerry Judy at this point in time. Uh, their head coach, I, I don't believe he's a head coach. I think he got this, this job by mishap or – you know, circumstance. That's the only way I, I look at this thing. I, I'm going with the Jets, like, clear-cut. I'm not even, like, shocked that this is the, the matchup that they have. Um, the next game we have are the Houston Texans going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. I was about to say Oakland. I'm glad I caught myself. Um, I'll go first on this one. I'll go with the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are favored by seven, a full touchdown. I think they get this done. The Texans defense is what's going to probably keep them in the game. I just feel like the Raiders cannot lose any longer. If they lose to the Texans in this game, they, they might as well tank, and I'm not buying what Derek Carr is cooking at all. I'm not buying that one bit. Um, so, Mike, your thoughts on this game? Who do you like, Houston or Las Vegas? And it's in Allegiant Stadium in Nevada. As Chris Berman used to say, the Raiders are going to get it done today. Uh, listen, I think that it's possible that uh, – Pierce, the running back from Houston, may make some plays and keep it close for a little while. Uh, but I, this Raiders team just has more talent, and I think they have to start to to show it. And so, like, this is a – the Chargers have kind of righted the ship a little bit. Kansas City is what they are. Uh, Denver is the one team that's kind of sank out of that. But if, if the Raiders want to – uh, try to mount any kind of comeback in the second half of the season and be in this playoff picture. This is a game you have to have today, and I think they win today as well. Okay. The next matchup I have on slate are the Seattle Seahawks going into Los Angeles up against the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by five at home. Um, this is a tough one. 
Um, the Seahawks have been shocking people. They are at 503-3. The Chargers have been actually – they're 4-2 and, and and quietly doing it while having people in and out of the lineup due to injury. I will go with the Chargers at home, but it's just shock value out of the Seahawks how they've been able to get it done somehow, some way out of Pete Carroll. Who do you like in this matchup right now And this one, Mike? Are you going Seahawks or Chargers? I'm going Chargers. Uh, listen, I think that Herbert's been okay lately, but I also think the biggest thing is I think that that, uh, that Chargers defense has really looked better over the last couple of weeks. And so I think that that's, that that's what makes the difference at the end of the day. I think they're a better defensive team, and I think they find that they win this game. Okay, the next matchup is the game of the day. The Kansas City Chiefs are going into Santa Clara, California, up against the San Francisco 49ers, in which this is basically a pick 'em. The Chiefs are favored by a point, but you got to win by a point. So to me, this is still a pick 'em. Vegas is up to something. I'm going with the Niners as they get McCaffrey in here. Um, even though I know the Chiefs have that offense that you got to worry about trying to stop, is there something about it? I don't. I don't think that the Niners are in too much danger while their their defense has been stout this season and actually holding it down. I'm going to go with the Niners to shock the world today. Mike, who do you like in this okay. game? I, I'm going to go the other way on this one, but only because I think this is the first game for McCaffrey getting in there. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit limited today as he gets the hang of the offense. You're going to see him in red zone and, and in certain packages unless he just uh, unless he just catches on way better than people think. Uh, I think that this San Francisco offense will probably be even better once they get a few weeks to kind of acclimate to each other. And I I hope for their sake that Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy uh, for a little while for this team, especially since they made all these trades to get him. I agree with you. San Francisco's defense is more stout. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to ride with Mahomes today. Once again, better quarterback and a little bit more rhythm on that offense. So I'm I'm a ride with uh, Kansas City, but I don't feel confident about this one either. This is this is one that could easily go either way. This is this is <laughs> this is stunning. Vegas is pulling it. Like to me, to be honest, I think the Chiefs should win this like no brainer. But with them saying at one point and they just got McCaffrey there and they're gonna play him, it's like it's easy to go Chiefs. It's easy to do that. I feel like Vegas is up to something. I want to see if the Niners can prove me right in this one. I'm going with San Fran. Okay, the last, they're waiting all day for this one. The Steelers are going into Miami up against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by seven and a half. This is what I was talking about within the AFC North. If the Steelers can go into Miami and steal this game, they'll be three and four along with a couple more teams within that division. Mike, who do you like in this matchup? The Steelers or the Dolphins as two of returns? Tua Tango Bailoa is supposed to be back today. Um, he has shown you when he is on the field um, that if he gets a little bit of time to throw the ball down the field, that he can and he can utilize those receivers. I do like the Steelers' pass rush. Um, so you hope they can kind of keep Tua clean or that uh, he doesn't take any – I mean, he doesn't get hit, but he doesn't take any you know extra damage or anything like that happens to him today. If they keep two upright, I think the Dolphins win. I just think that they probably that they have the more explosive offense, and so um, I think Pittsburgh drops to two and five and continues on their long road. And they, you know, they get they got one win in Florida. I just don't think they're going to get two in a row. 
I'm going with the Dolphins. Um, two are returning. That offensive line has to take a personal to protect that quarterback, especially what we've seen just a, a few weeks ago. I don't even feel like this is enough time for him to be back on the field. But nevertheless, they have to protect that jewel of, of Tua being back there. While everybody gave up on him uh, before this season, they started clicking and off to a good start. They're actually 500, and they need him because every quarterback behind him is not good or better than him. They need him for him to be successful within the AFC East. I'm going with the Dolphins to continue this role. Mike, last but not least, the Monday night football game, we have the Chicago Bears going into Massachusetts up against the New England Patriots. The Patriots are favored by seven and a half in this matchup. Who do you like in this matchup and why, Mike? You know, um, this is not a really good Monday night football game uh, matchup, to be honest with you. Um, I just, I like the Patriots, man. I, that defense has found a, a different gear. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, they they frustrated uh, Cleveland's offense. They frustrated Detroit's offense a couple of weeks ago, um, and I just think that I think that Justin Fields is having trouble hitting those receivers. Um, they Chicago can run the ball. I, I still don't think that line's very ideal with their pass blocking. And I just think that uh, Belichick is going to confuse him. I mean, hopefully not too bad to where he's as bad as like Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Uh, but I think the Patriots are just going to be uh, too much. And so they'll win the Super Bowl 20 rematch. 30 some odd years later. <laughs> well, well I, I'm going with the Patriots. No brainer. I don't care who they're starting. They're telling me that Mac should be returning. Uh, even though Bailey's actually been playing well behind center. Um, I was actually having a joke within the other social media that I'm around. I'm like, how does Hoyer feel? Hoyer being in the midst of this and all of the quarterbacks around him are younger than him, excelling in the system, and he's never been able to get it, and he's been there the longest, uh, still standing there around while he was there with Brady, and he still can't run the system. I'm going with the Patriots to get this done. I think the Bears do keep this interesting. I think the Bears actually covered this on a Monday night. Um, I think Vegas is going to catch a lot of people because of the way that that game went up against the Commanders where they, they couldn't do anything, they couldn't score the ball. I think the Bears are going to score and make this an interesting one. But I think the Patriots do just enough to win this matchup and uh, get above 500 on the season. Okay, Mike, so we are done with all that we have on Sunday's slate of games. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to address before we get out of here? Uh, yes, I would like to address the dumpster fire in New Orleans. And it is not the basketball team for once. Uh, this football team is two and five. Listen, they they had one bad stretch towards the end of the first half, where you know the Cardinals got 14 points in the last two minutes of the first half. The offense has been pretty explosive, and they made more plays in the passing game this year than they've done previously. Uh, but this is the first time that this team has been two and five um, since Sean Payton was not was not the coach. Like 2005, they, they were bad. Uh, the bounty gate year when uh, Sean Payton was not the coach. He had this, the one-year suspension. But this team has been bad. Uh, hopefully they can do something with this little extended week here since you got, you know, a week and a half before you got to get back, sort of a mini buy where they send everybody home and say, let's come back and start over on Monday. Uh, but this team is 2-5 and five and in trouble. 
The only thing that they're a little bit saved by is this, the fact that the South has not been a very good division so far, so you're still not super far out, and you still have all of your opponents still in front of you uh, to play before this year is out. But this team is in disarray uh, just one year after uh, Sean Payton left, and this is too talented of a football team to be 2-5. and five. But, uh, you know, I, to me, it's, it not only starts – at the top, I'm looking at you, Dennis Allen. You failed as a head coach before. This is your chance to sort of redeem yourself. You had a very talented football team, and right now uh, you look like you're in over your head, and you're not even treading water, bro. We can barely, like, see you under the surface. But then I also want to look at, like, some of the medical staff and whatever. The Saints are having trouble keeping their best guys on the field. Lattimore's been out for a while. Thomas is hurt again. Landry's been out. Uh, so I don't know what's going on personnel-wise or whatever else. Um, and they said that they're going to really take a hard look at what's going on with this team over the next few days and see if they can address some of this. Uh, listen, there's a, you got your work cut out for you, and I don't know if you can get – I don't know if you can get all that work done even if you pull the 80-hour week, bro. This is uh, – it, it's not looking good right now in New Orleans. Still who that black and gold all day, baby, but it does not look pretty right now in New Orleans for the Saints, bro. I just had to go ahead and get that off my chest. I appreciate you letting me do that. Uh, no no doubt, definitely. It, you got to get it off your chest. Believe me, I already know all about feeling a certain way about your team and nobody hears you. Well, this is where you can get it off. So I need a plug, closeout, shout-out, anything that you like to promote as we get up out of the brunch today. Man, as always, man, first and foremost, much love and respect to you, TP. Without you, I wouldn't be here. Shout out to the other chefs, uh, Villain, Sirius. Uh, we do the NFL free-for-all on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We got the college cookout <clears throat> on Wednesday nights. And then, of course, we have uh, the time of Sunday morning brunch on uh, Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern time where we recap everything for you. Uh, shout out to the barber shop on Clubhouse, man. Uh, listen, we're continuing to grow. We'll have live rooms today. So you come in, get updated on what's going on in the uh, in the NFL world. Check in throughout the week, man. We always have uh, rooms open. And listen, you come speak on the topic, but uh, you wait too long to come in there. We, we'll be off on a bunch of other topics, man. We were even talking about uh, parenting and new babies for one of the regulars in the barbershop who's expecting a, a, a kid pretty soon. So life conversations, man, sports, uh, music, culture, uh, comfortable, uncomfortable conversations, all that. And uh, the barbershop, we just talked about the Phillies, man, being one game away from the World Series. Check out phiapparel.co. Use the code CHEFS at checkout for 15% off there. Um, so, yeah, get your Philly clothing, man. If you're not a Phillies fan, you might know somebody that is. Uh, listen, they're hot. Eagles still undefeated. So there's a lot going on uh, positive in the in the sporting world for Philadelphia right now. So there's a need to represent, and so you can get your, all your Philly clothing at phiapparel.co and use chefs at checkout for 15% off. Uh, and then lastly, sportscitychefs.com. Check out the blog, the website, the finger foods, the articles, all different things we got uh, out there that the chefs are putting out, good content. So uh, check it out, support us, man. Click and subscribe. And don't forget, you can always listen to us on your Amazon devices, Google Smart Speakers, all that stuff. Just tell them, play Sports City Chefs. And uh, they'll hook you right up, and you can uh, you can check us out, man. But, hey, listen, uh, <laughs> I needed some good news to happen. 
and I got it yesterday with the Tigers winning, man. So, listen, through the bye week and as we uh, proceed on through uh, the month of October, man, we're going to say it like we always do, bro. Les gens, les Okay, well, this guy said everything that I needed to do. I don't need to promote anything at this point in time. Um, it's about to be mayhem all in my family because I have a ton of Cowboy fans, and it's a, I, I got to pick up things from the store. They're like, get this and get that. Make sure you have it and get this. Show. And I'm like, I can't even run it to the full extent. So this, this is why I'm on the gun right now because they are talking junk, and this is one of the biggest rivalries. And I only get to see this every four years. But they let us. They let the Lions and the Cowboys meet up a lot. But you know, the initial one is four and four and four and four. And I don't like waiting four years while they get to talk. I'm be like, oh, you remember how the last game went? So it's here now. Luther Vandross, I've had enough, even though I'm mad that Swift is out again. This dude has been out for four weeks. DJ Chark has been out for four weeks. It's like, how are we going to get going? And you're still sitting out, Jamison Williams. But I still love my team regardless, man. We got to make it happen. But on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom! Sports city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.